Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 436, and if you add those numbers up, that makes 13, which is lucky. Ah, and it's going to be a good show. Whoa. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Zach sure Ryan, and I'm joined... <laughs> that was a while ago, and I'm joined by this man, Per Schneider. Hey, what's going on? This man, Zach Ryan. Hey, what's up? Hello. Man. And there's that that man down there. Hi, Casey. Hey. Hey. I'm, I'm <laughs> Welcome <late>. back. <laughs> Are you having a small stroke? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's been a. It's been a weird day so far. Okay. Yep. But yeah. You're doing okay. good. I think this Thank is you. a solid C plus. You got Thank some you. delicious coffee. If, yep. yeah. If it was a C plus show, you know what? I'd take it. That's all right. It, you can only yeah. go up from here. That's right. <laughs> or Casey, you're back yes. on the show. I am. You went to South Africa? I did. Wow. Why'd you go there? I went to South Africa to visit the Monster Hunter movie set. Ooh. I wish I could tell you more about it, but I am not allowed. That's did all you, see, you know. Did you see any of the monsters? I can't tell you. That's dedication. <laughs> you seen it, Hunters? I can't tell you. And that's everything I we did know see, about Monster I did Hunter. see penguins in uh, Cape Town, and I saw Hyrixes on Tabletop Mountain, and they are closely uh, related to elephants. You showed, so, me, you showed me a photo. It's a rat, right? Yeah. It's basically, yeah. You showed a me a photo rat. of a Hyrix that is like the funniest little thing that I've ever I seen. Know. And I kind of want to make it the image for the iTunes uh, show this week. Just they make really stupid faces. I think that'd be really good. Animals. So if you're listening on iTunes, I hope you're enjoying that funny image of a high <laughs> Guys, 
This is IGN's Nintendo Show right here every Thursday at 3 p.m. on IGN.com and Fridays at 3 p.m. on YouTube. If you're watching there, congratulations. Um, this week, we're going to do a little recap of the Game Awards that happened last week. Brian and I were there. Yeah, we were there. We went I, down there. I so feel like this, weird today. I feel like Aliens Invaded and they replaced <laughs> Zach. Yeah, is this they, like a Body Snatchers thing? Yeah, and they think we won't notice. <laughs> Everything, YouTube. I'm on to everything you. is normal. <laughs> the tentacle foot also. Everyone is away. fine. That's not my foot. Um, yep. is so this an echo fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm the yeah, shadow. The I'm the shadow Zach fighter. Would never Zach. Leave dragons all over. You can my tell desk. because my lack of glasses. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you and I were at the game awards. We were in the audience. We were. Well, how was? How did you find the experience of being there in the in the very presence of Mr. Geoff Keighley? Oh, that specifically? Yes. I mean, Jeff jo- jo- Keighley is a great dude. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. I know. We're spelling Stop it like. It. No, uh, I actually, I love the Game Awards. I think it's um, a show that's consistently gotten better year over year. I agree. It's really cool being there. Um, there's, there's like an energy in the room, which I think is a little muted compared to like an E3 live press conference or something like that mm-hmm. because, it, you know, we are wearing suits. A little more classy. A little more yeah. classy. But uh, there's still there's still room for laughter and goofiness, and I think it's like it's 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 a weird show because it's consistently trying to find that balance between being like an E3 press conference and being the Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll always be pushed and pulled between those things. Like when you watch the Academy Awards, they aren't like world premiere, and they like well, show you the new the thing trailer. Is like, I think that I heard it described several times just in the course of trying to explain to my non gamer friends what what I was going to LA for. And I said it multiple times, and I heard people describe it this way as like the Oscars of games. But it will never be the Oscars of video games because the Oscars are such a serious affair. Right. Video games are an inherently silly medium. So yeah. I feel like it, it, it is at a bit of a juxtaposition, but it's nice to have a celebration for a medium that I hold so near and dear to my heart. And it was really cool to see so many people celebrating some of the bigger wins. Like when Celeste won for Indie Game, yep. um, when God of War won for Game of the Year, you know, people were literally jumping out of their seats and hooting and hollering. I, I thought it was really nice. I will say that. two things real quick one we got nothing on metroid which is what we had hoped on and that sucks yeah wow. let's take a moment to issue a public apology last week pear and i and yourself and mm-hmm. tom marks we said very confidently two things <laughs> we will definitely see the metroid prime trilogy at the game awards well we, yeah. we it was implied mm-hmm. um and then tom said that there would probably be no wacky third party um guest characters for smash yep tom was wrong wrong on both fronts <laughs> uh, but uh we'll talk about that in a little this. bit yeah. Yeah, yeah but i will nothing say to apologize yeah, more. <laughs> it's true I will say apologize, um, damn it. <laughs> what Sorry. Uh, a thing that's fundamentally broken about the Game Awards, and I think a lot of awards, uh, annual annual awards in the video game industry in general, is that they uh, effectively negate to uh, compensate for anything that comes out in December. Smash Brothers mm-hmm. just has no presence in an mm-hmm. award show like that because effectively that list is is wrapped up by mid November. I don't even think Pokemon okay, made but it into that. So those games, so they pull it into next year. They pull it into next yeah. year, right? So no. the, do they pull yeah, Smash, Smash Brothers? Will be, Smash will be eligible for like Best Fighter, well, where Best is, Nintendo Switch. Where's Xenoblade Chronicles? Well, that game didn't get nominated for Best Switch game or Best RPG, even though it was within the timeline from last year mm-hmm. because that game is just not very good. Ooh. So, ooh, I'm kidding. I know you guys out there, you're getting so mad because we don't talk about Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I'm sure it's fantastic. Asleep at the same time, though, right? Yeah. Yes, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> sick burn. Yeah. How was the uh, How was the moment of three men uh, getting up on stage? That was a good. That was a good moment for yeah. three men to get on the stage. Yeah. The no time. babies anywhere inside. That was though. really cool, though. I mean, you had you literally had the leaders of the three platform companies on stage together, and you know they all know each other and they're all chummy with each other. But you don't you don't often see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like that moment is perfect because you can screen cap that moment and you can put it underneath any fanboy argument on the internet and be like, if they got along for this picture, you guys can get along here. Like it's basically, it, it shows you that like the fanboy garbage where people are like, my system is better than yours and this, this and this, um, is, is just at the, at the bottom level. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, it shouldn't happen on a corporate level and it shouldn't happen on a, um, on a developer level. I think like th- there wasn't, you don't feel like there's a war of platforms at the game awards. It is a celebration of the medium in general and having yeah. all them on, on stage at the same time is really cool. I would have hoped they had come out with like an announcement, like some sort of crossplay or like a video game everyone gets. Like, hey, Reggie, you want Banjo Kazooie? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Exactly. The three of us are nice. here on stage <laughs> to present to you the Playtendo One. Yeah. Our new console. 
<laughs> no, I thought it was really cool, and and kudos to, to Keeley for pulling that off to mm-hmm. to get them up there and and deliver such a nice message about the gaming community yep. at large. Um, that being said, in an ironic turn, we're going to start the show today by talking about a system exclusive, and that is Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three System exclusive, exclusive. world premiere. Which this is game insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is coming. Uh, so this is one of those big curveballs that I don't think anybody saw. We Definitely. we had kicked around the idea of potentially seeing the the oft-rumored and oft-mentioned Square-developed uh, Avengers game at the Game Awards. Like, that was something that we had thought about in the office here for a while. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody saw Ultimate Alliance coming no. up. I, particularly, I love Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Um, if you've not played them before, you're talking about Diablo, except with Avengers characters, yes. right? Except no, with Marvel characters. Not quite as good. Maybe like not, not, not quite as good. As well. yeah. Like, what it lacks for in the yeah. in the mechanical finesse of Diablo, I think it more than makes up for in the charm of like, oh, you're playing as your favorite yeah. superhero. I, I think Casey just nailed it. It's a, it's a lot more like Gauntlet yeah. uh, in, okay. in that way. It's, it's kind no of... No loot drops, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's more yeah. way more arcade-y. Um, uh, but I love this game. It's a really fun like local multiplayer game, and it's, a, yep. it's perfect for Switch. And I don't think any of us expected to see exclusively on Switch. Yeah, so also, this, it's, it's always been a developer... Multi- yeah. What the heck? So it's previously yeah, it has been on on all of the major platforms in previous iterations. First, first Ultimate Alliance game in ten years. By the time this comes out, uh, previously developed by Vicarious Visions, now coming to us uh, from uh, Koi Tecmo mm-hmm. and. The team at Team Ninja, which yeah. is pretty wild. Like yeah. this is a pretty big departure for them and for the series itself. And the biggest story here to me is that this game somehow managed to get together the IPs for the X Men, for Spider Man, and for the Avengers all in one game, all playable alongside each other, fighting against like iconic villains from those series. Right. And that's huge. That's something a bunch of games in the last few years couldn't do because of all the legal hoops. Because this this is not the MCU either. This is based on the comic franchise, right? Yeah. So they this, can they can do a different kind. A mashup than exactly Marvel in the movie. Although, so, like the Guardians of the Galaxy look, you know, basically inspired by the movie designs, mm-hmm. so it gets really tricky. Yeah. All the way all that communicates is incredibly frustrating. But yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Venom in there too. Like, I don't know which characters Spider Man will bring with him. Which which yeah. X Men will see. Like, there's a lot of crossover potential there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, allow me to read from this press release blurb. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order will bring together familiar heroes and villains across the Marvel universe to battle for the Infinity Gauntlet. This unprecedented team of characters must use their unique superpowers. Blah blah blah. So you're talking about a Black Order game. It seems similar. Uh, Thematically, at least to the the Avengers: Infinity War and what we assume to be the storyline for Endgame, right? Like mm-hmm. this quest for the Endgame, this battle against the Black Order, which is this sort of four horsemen type group. Um, I think it's a really interesting premise, and I'm mostly just excited to have this kind of thing come I to just, switch. I just want a commercial where Thanos goes, and it's exclusively on Nintendo. And what Switch. PlayStation and that Xbox? Everybody's gone. Yeah, they just turned to dust, and everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Very good pair. That was very good. Um, no, I think it's these are the kind of third party exclusives that we haven't seen in Nintendo in previous generations, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's important for the Switch to have a game like this, especially yep. one so so closely tied to one of the biggest franchises on the planet, mm-hmm. um, second only to maybe like Star Wars um, in terms of uh, cross medium popularity. Uh, not a ton of superhero games going on right now, and so this is like a huge feather in the Switch's cap to have exclusively in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I say kudos to you, Spider-Man. Way to go. Yeah. You really showed up for us there on the Switch. Um, another big announcement uh, that we knew was coming because we got a pair of fuzzy dice uh, last week, but that is uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Um, this is one of my favorite reveals because everybody knew that Crash was coming. Yeah, we had heard that uh, in this particular moment. If you're watching the video conference or the video stream, uh, when it switches over from the PlayStation graphics to the PS4 graphics, there was like an audible gasp in the room yep. because of how much better this game looks. <laughs> um, this is coming to us June 21st, 2019. Uh, but I will say that uh, this is the f- one of very few kart racers on Switch, but probably the most competent after Mario Kart. Yeah, with Sonic Team, I think. Yeah. Um, well, Sonic. So we. Sonic is out before the end of the year. Or is that kind of, no? It got pushed. Yeah, it pushed, yeah. yeah. So between we got a lot of mascot racers coming to the Switch, mm-hmm. but I will say that that uh, this particular game, Crash Team Racing, was very near to and dear to my heart as a kid. I really enjoyed this game, even as much as I loved Mario Kart. I thought this game was great. And uh, my my favorite thing about this, uh, and I, I know you love this game, but my favorite thing about Crash Team Racing are the characters. Yeah, there's Crash. Yeah, girl. Well, don't crash. forget about oh, yeah, girl, crash. Crash. girl crash, polar bear. <laughs> no, like uh, the the gameplay. There's of, a fluffy dog. The gameplay is good. I mean, it's a it's a really fun racing. No, game. this so is easily it's, it's great to see it come to Switch too. I agree. Yeah, this is easily the best kart racing game yep. ever made 
if you never owned a Nintendo console in your entire life. Exactly. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. that's saying a lot, right? Because yeah. you've got Mario Kart way up here. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, just pretend my hand is very high. And then Diddy and Kong then, Racing. And then Diddy Kong Racing is like it's just, <laughs> just like it's like maybe like but here. I think it's like a hundred miles lower. Every other but, kart racer is like down here. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, with the exception Sonic, of like Sonic racing was, games have been fun. I, I like the one the for Sonic, the yeah, the Sonic, Sonic is okay. Racing what was the one for uh, Dreamcast? It was like Wacky Wacky Tune Racers mm-hmm. or whatever. There's that one, obviously yeah. PlayStation. Konami Crazy Racers. Konami Crazy Racers. Dracula in competent. It. And I think the, Snake. The recently, good game. The recently uh, released uh, Nick Tunes Racer. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they're all bad. So they're all bad. They're, they're yeah. more they are more kart racers out there than you think, but they like. None have ever got. Yeah, but to me, it's always been it's always been Crash yep. and, and Mario Kart. So yep. I I think it's cool that this is coming. I'll play the yeah. hell out of this. We're game. gonna catch a lot of hell from uh, Diddy Kong Racing fans for putting like it Casey. Well. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I really I like mean, Diddy Kong Racing, but it's not a franchise anymore. Time trials it should good. be. They they ported it to 3ds, and you had to blow into the microphone yeah. to start the airplane. Then Donkey that? Donkey Kong yeah. Racing was supposed to happen, right? Oh God, that was on the back of the GameCube yep. bong, box. Wait, it was the back of the GameCube bong bong. Yeah. I didn't uh, know about that. On the back of the box of my launch day GameCube was a picture of Donkey Kong Racing that said coming soon and it mm-hmm. never did. And we got <laughs> we got Donkey Kong Barrel Blast or whatever that yep. that thing. It was good. Yeah, um, it was good. Not the same thing though. Not the same thing. Another multi platform reveal uh that came to us at the Game Awards. This is a big one. This is a surprise. Uh by far and away our highest performing story and game of, of the Game Awards this yeah. year, and that's Mortal Kombat eleven. Uh I'm personally, I have never been a huge Mortal Kombat guy. Uh, it's too bloody for me. Yeah. But, um, I do think. Really? Yeah. The I don't trailer like, was pretty brutal. Yeah. It's like, like even the trailer itself, you know, we, <laughs> we were sitting together, you and I, Max Goldfarb and Alana Pierce, um, we're all sitting together and I, I heard, <laughs> I heard her at one point during this trailer just go, Jesus Christ. Because I mean, <laughs> it's just like, it's a bit much. Yeah. We should have some footage rolling here pretty soon, but, but, um, a standard fare from what we've come to expect from Mortal Kombat. People getting their heads chopped off and their spines yeah. ripped out and stuff. I, I think they keep one-upping themselves on this. And it's like I don't really know how many times you can explode the man's spine yeah. before you've seen enough of it. It but, is an incredibly violent trailer. So yeah. apologies to any PG-rated uh, viewers is out there. probably the most violent game on Switch. I'm trying to think of, of a game that's that's more – I mean – Mario Odyssey maybe because he steals people's <laughs> souls and becomes them. That's yeah. that's dark. Yeah. But this is like this is straight up snuff. Um <laughs> like really. I like mean, I, Mortal Kombat has always prided itself on being over the top violent. Yeah, I mean, right. that was its appeal when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And it's but still it's, doing it's, it. It's also <laughs> it's also really awesome to have like a supremely competent competent uh esports level uh fighting game on yeah. Switch. Uh Mortal Kombat started as this sort of like cartoony button mash thing, mm-hmm. but in recent iterations, probably starting with like Mortal Kombat 9, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really got to be sort of a finesse game and more along the lines of like a serious fighter, you know, like with the, the introduction of Injustice and things like that. Yeah, it really, really changed Com- up the way that they, that people think about playing these games. Uh, and now it's like a serious like esports contender. So it's, it's cool that it's coming to Switch. It's coming on, uh, April 23rd. Yep. Uh, it's a reveal but, event in January. January. But I, I did want to ask you guys, so, I kind of felt like they swept the Switch announcement under the rug, yeah. right? Like nobody – I didn't even know that this was coming to the Switch until like the well, day or two after the Game Awards when somebody's like, well, yeah, that's on Switch too. I didn't know I didn't know for Whoa. Crash Team Racing either. I mean like yeah. the thing is with a lot of these games, you pretty much have to have like a second screen while you're watching the Game Awards to read press releases to really find out the details and everything. Yeah. Well, um, I think the, the publisher doesn't want to like point your nose at the fact that it's on Switch, right? Because it's a multi-platform game. Right. And sure. these are now examples of games that launch simultaneously, yes. right? Whereas like we've seen ports from 360 and PS3. We're actually getting versions of games that are on the PS3. PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh-huh. And so I, I think that's, I mean, this is really, really good news. Well, the fact that they didn't make a big deal about, out of yep. it is is the big deal, really, because it yep. shows that, like, ports of this nature are so second nature on Switch at, at this point that it's it's not a story, you know, yeah. which is that's cool. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think, I think for us specifically as, like, hardcore old school gamers, uh, we're sort of, like, 
wait a minute, I wouldn't even have expected this to come to Switch because Nintendo yeah. and Mortal Kombat have a really weird history. Right. The I first hope time they Mortal have Kombat, a sweat, sweat code. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> That'd be the, really cool. the blood code, right? The yeah. first time we ever saw Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo was gimped and you had to put in a code to actually see blood. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then um, we got really bad ports like Mortal Kombat Advance, which was awful. We got Mortal Kombat Trilogy, which came within like a month of the N64. And that was the first time they were like... Sub-Zero. Yeah, we had a re- I originally just hit a drought on 64 and they were like, Not oh, like we got game. this. It was it was bad. Uh, that's where we got the Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero side-scrolling game. Hey, um, that was the first game that I owned for Nintendo 64. Whoa. That's so weird. It was unfortunate. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Man. My mom, I asked her for a, it's a Nintendo 64 with Super Mario 64 for Christmas and... Uh, they were sold out of Super Mario 64, and she asked just like some random kid who was there, like, "What's the next best game to get?" And he was like, this, "Get this Mortal Kombat game." <laughs> so, yeah, and I don't know if that trilogy. Yeah, I don't know trilogy. if they're. I don't know if they were trolling my mom or what. But I came home and opened that up and was like, "Well." Weirdly enough, about that game, okay. not only was it a bad game, uh, it was a supposed to set off like a whole bunch of of spinoffs where yeah. each character got their own. Never happened. But B, it played to literally none of the strengths of the N64 because yeah. you couldn't use the joystick, right? And you couldn't use multiple controllers. It was single player. So yeah. Really Really, really dropped the ball. On the, the, I, I know there's some people who have a soft spot for this game, but I, I just never got it. I never understood it because it's one of those games where, in order to figure out that there isn't a platform down there, you have to jump down and die, and That's not fun. in not in an odd world kind of Abe's Odyssey way where it's designed to quickly reset you. It's like it punishes you for dying, mm-hmm. and like it's just such bad game design. Let's not, well, ne- let's anyways. never talk about that game. Yeah, again. fortunately it's 2018. Yeah, yeah, fortunately it's 2018 and we never have to talk yeah. about Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero stories ever again. Uh-huh. Uh, last big announcement that I wanted to talk about from the Game Awards is of course, perhaps the biggest and most relevant this week and that is the fact that Joker from Persona 5 is coming to Switch, uh, Switch, but it's coming to Smash Brothers. You're correct. Um, yes, it is. he's also coming to the Switch. Um, so this was like such a crazy reveal because uh, you know, we, we get briefed on stuff occasionally and we get to kind of know like when some announcements are coming and Andrew is, uh, close personal friends with a lot of the team at, at Platinum, Andrew Goldfarb, because he's one of the world's biggest Persona fans. And, um, obviously he had no idea that this reveal was coming. And when the P5 logo went up on the screen, he sat bolt upright and was like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. He, he was yelled, like, wait, sweating. what? Yeah. It what was, is this? Yeah. I, there's been a lot of like, like very personal, very awesome moments in my career. And I have to say like sitting next to him during this, yeah. even though this is something I know nothing about and don't understand, look watching they, his excitement was really cool. Look how they buried the lead. It's I know, so good. It's yeah. The entire so time good. I thought this was going to be another Persona rhythm game yeah. or yeah. something like that, or maybe Persona 5 coming to the Switch. Switch yeah. And then it shows the Smash, Smash Bros logo. On I didn't even logo. catch all like the silhouette. Oh. So, now, yeah, oh, good. what I think is interesting is like here's a particularly niche third-party character. Like Persona 5 sold pretty well, like a big hit for Atlas. Um, but to show Joker, we even – Andrew produced an explainer piece because even our audience is so uninitiated in terms of like, well, who is this character? People, Why are people yeah. like yeah, freaking people out? people were searching who is Joker smash yeah. like crazy. Right. So so we, we – we did an explainer piece that I'll link in the description that's very good, but um, this is an interesting character to start uh, any of the DLC characters with, right? Like, if they had said, like, okay, who is the very last pick that you would pick for the, this sort totally. of thing? Yeah, it's this guy, right? Like, totally a non-sequitur. It seems so, like, like out of left field. This, here. for me, this completely sold me on yeah. the DLC. And it's also, it's crazy. Like, so I was on an 11-hour flight during the Game Awards. Yeah. So when I got off, I looked on Twitter and all I saw was the the picture of the red and like I and people saying oh Joker and Smash I was like people are kidding yeah. right. people this is not real yeah. this is a lie people right. are just joking about it and I like went through the security line and immediately stopped by a trash can and pulled out my phone and looked up a trailer and saw it and I was like oh my god it's real like yeah. someone had tweeted me like you'll never see it coming and I was like. That's so crazy. You think a lot of people thought it was like DC Joker, like Batman's Probably. Joker? Maybe. Oh. I mean, based yeah, on the headline when, alone, yeah. Yeah, just sure. on the headline. No, like Persona 5, is, along with The Witcher 3, is one of my all-time favorite uh, modern-day RPGs. Like, oh, interesting. That game is so fantastic. And I would have never guessed it. And I've been, I've been saying it would be great to get Persona 5, the full game on Switch. It, it can handle it graphically and all that. But this is such a cool surprise. I think I mean, it was originally a PS3 game, so yeah. the yeah. Switch should be able to yep. handle it. 
what's crazy about this is that like when a character gets added to Smash Brothers now, he's or he or she is effectively like run through the whole Smash Brothers car wash, which is like you get an amiibo and you get a stage yep. and you get uh like spirit stickers and you get like sound files and all this crap. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's not just like dragging and dropping a character in there. Like there's all that fanfare that gets built around it. Too. That was yep. another great moment. Is about 20 minutes after this announcement, Andrew turned to me and like very sincerely like put his hand on my shoulder and goes. We're gonna get a Joker amiibo. Yeah. He's like so excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, that this is the the first of the Challenger pack. He's gonna kick that off, which is very exciting news for me. I, I'm a big Persona guy as well, so this is very cool. Um, I think the the initial conversation around this reveal was like, oh, this must mean that Persona Five is coming to Switch. Okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that. I don't. I wouldn't put money on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, because Persona games are on the 3DS. Yeah. You know, like there there's history with Persona and Nintendo. Yeah, obviously. And you know, Joker was you. technically in. A 3DS game, yeah. Persona Q. There's also yeah. no Persona Q2, Castlevania or Metal Gear on Switch right True. now. I mean, yeah, it yes. doesn't. Yeah, showing up in Smash doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that your but, franchise. Although is I coming. wish it did. Yeah. No, it's like you got if you haven't played Persona. Yeah, bring 5, the twin snakes so to Switch. This would be, and it is a it is a a crazy long game. Like we're talking 100 hours uh-huh. with, yeah. but not like bloated. Like just really good storytelling and like clever things and. This would be so good on Switch. So I'm hoping it happens. That'd be really cool. But the, the one thing I took away from this, and I think Reggie said something like, hey, this should give you an idea of like what we're thinking yeah, for the he DLC said packs, it's right? It's emblematic of the approach that Mr. Sakurai and the team are talking with the DLC. Yeah. Are taking with the DLC. And rather. so at first, we talked about what will the next characters be. And, I, you know, one school of thought was lesser Nintendo characters or, you know, fewer, stuff fewer like Nintendo characters. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like the kind of the, you know, the characters you know, but they aren't. Mario and Luigi, but this this sounds like maybe they are they are going more hardcore on third party stuff, mm-hmm. and like then you could imagine something like Geralt, who's been from The Witcher, who's been in all these other games already, like being included or a character from an Assassin's Creed game or something. Well, we cool kind, we kind of like it's vaguely sealed. theorized about this last week, right? And uh, about how in the last game we saw stuff like Ryu and I believe what Bayonetta and yeah. also um, Cloud, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, there's I think there's room for heavy hitters, and I hope there's still some weird ones left. Speaking oh, of DLC uh, character spare, you had a uh, public service announcement that you wanted to address really quickly. Yeah, for for everybody who uh, who bought the game who bought uh, Smash Brothers already and is playing it remember that when you bought the physical copy to register it just go on the on the menu and do the the kind of my Nintendo registration hit the start yeah, button you, yeah. yeah yeah hit the start button and bring it up and then do that and then if you uh, if you bought it digitally you don't have to do that and then please 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 check your email that you have on the account and search your email inbox for the following thanks for your purchase of the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game because mm-hmm. Nintendo sent out the code for Piranha Plant, the the character that you get as an early adopter, right. in a very, very generic email. This is the kind of email that you get when you buy anything or register anything, and I completely ignored it. And a lot of people got it into their spam filters, and nobody knew that they got the codes for Piranha Plant already. Mm-hmm. Piranha Plant is also the name of a very popular STD these days. So That's right. Yikes, dude. So don't, so don't search the internet for that. But uh, enter the code. It it just You won't get it now. It'll unlock in February when the character actually comes out. Yeah, but, but you like, can redeem the code now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was seen, just talking to Goldfarb about this earlier. He couldn't find his anywhere. So, yep. yeah, check your spam folders. It, I've seen many, many people on, on Twitter uh, asking, oh, I didn't get my email and then when you tell them this they're like oh crap mm-hmm. you're right yeah you got it. i gotta so, check mine after the yeah. show i do have a question will the um dlc pack come with piranha plant or will mm-hmm. you have to purchase mm-hmm. that separately okay yeah. that's the sixth character there okay right. yeah uh let's move on shall we Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Smash later in the show, but I did want to talk really quickly about the other games that we've been playing. Uh, Katamari Damacy is out uh, December 7th, twenty nine ninety nine. Casey, you've been playing a little Katamari. Why don't you uh, it, tell me about it's that? It's out in the past? That's right. It's coming out. That's, it's already out. Last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Welcome to December, oh, no. Alien. Thank you. you can get a demo and play the first level, but it's it's a remake of the original PS2 game. It's charming. It's cute. It it's is so funny. Really I love fun. Katamari. Um, basically, uh, your father, the king of the cosmos, has uh, destroyed uh, a bunch of stars, and you have to make new ones by gathering random stuff on Earth and then throwing them up into the sky to make stars. I was yeah. really hoping you would give us the elevator pitch on this game. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it, hearing people explain it is fantastic. It's such a goofy, like borderline psychedelic. Uh, 
puzzler, kind of. Like, I, I really liked Katamari. I played a bunch of these games, uh, different iterations, but the first one still holds a, a very special place in my heart. And, Best one. Yeah, and this is a remake of that. So I played the demo before we got in here, and it feels really good. It looks great on the Switch. Um, I, I, I give this one two thumbs up. I say if you got an extra 30 bucks laying around and you want to uh, buy a Switch game, go for it's it. It's really fun yeah. and relaxing and silly as hell. For example, yeah. if you need to make the um, the constellation for like Pisces, your goal mm-hmm. is to go collect a bunch of fish. Yeah. So you got a big right. ball of fish and throw it, it up into the sky wonderful. and it becomes Pisces. The special thing about this game is like the concept is roll up anything into a ball and then <laughs> it becomes a planet, right? And like so you start with all these little things and it turns so big that you roll up. You roll up people and they yeah. say mm-hmm. stuff in Cows protest. And buildings it's like, and like, it's yeah. a little weird and yeah. it's a little edgy, it's, but yeah. and it's with that every snow- level you yeah. get bigger and bigger stuff. It's the concept of like a snowball rolling down the hill, yeah. but it's collecting random household objects and then landmarks and space shuttles, everything. Yeah. Um I wasn't I'm not crazy about the controls on Switch. Oh, I, I know that that's the, the way they would use the tank yeah. controls, yeah. Right? Two I'm, sticks. Yeah. I, I'm not into that. I wish they had um, the more traditional streamline that a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it. That's you know that's how I remember it, mm-hmm. and so it would be weird if it felt different because part of the difficulty of maneuvering this giant ball is that it it controls like a tank. You have yeah. to like push these sticks backwards and forwards. I think it's meant to feel unwieldy because I mean yeah. you're this little prince rolling around this gigantic mm-hmm. ball. Like it's probably unwieldy for him, so it's going to be unwieldy and, for you too. And he's using his hands right yeah. to roll the ball, and that's what the two sticks are. It's basically mm-hmm. left hand, right hand. Right. Um, Thank you guys for breaking down the science of this. Yeah. No. Well, you know, I, I'm very. This is our. This is our Nintendo and physics show. This is now the second best soundtrack on on oh, Switch so after Smash. Really yeah. yeah, it's the it's music. It's all custom and uh, with with lyrics, and it's just great. Uh, well, three out of four NVC cast members approve. Katamari Damacy yeah, out now. Three out of four thumbs out out last week. Um, and then Perry, you've been playing a little bit of uh, Sundered Eldritch Edition. So yeah, Sundered uh, comes out uh, December twenty first. The coverage, like the review coverage is embargoed, so we can't tell you much about the, the Switch version at this point. But, um, you know, I have some experience with the game, uh, played it on the PC, came out last year. And basically it's, uh, brace yourself. It is a Metroidvania. I know, <laughs> I on know, the Switch? I know this Shocking. is first one. I, yes, this is the, the first Finally, Metroidvania. Metroidvania on Switch. But uh, it's from, it's from Thunder Lotus. It's a really talented game, uh, game developer. They made Jotun. Jotun. Jotun jo- yeah, Jotun. You remember that one? Cool game. So they kind of mix, uh, hand drawn art, um, with, uh, with, with platforming, uh, I'm going to use the, the dirty word is procedurally generated levels. So don't, uh, don't get too mad, Zach. I know you hate that, but they apply the kind of Metroid, uh, item gating system sure. to it. You know, you have to unlock new areas. You get more and more power ups. And then, uh, it's got this kind of HP Lovecraft eldritch horror theme to it. It's got a um, lot of like heavy metal 70s album cover too. Yeah, it looks yep. cool. And then the thing I didn't get to try yet is uh it has four player co-op now in this uh, in this edition. It adds a bunch of DLC that I missed cool. missed too. It That's looks really, really beautiful. Um, yeah, it looks it's, gorgeous. It's a really pretty game. It feels good and it's got that kind of like Metroid upgrade tree that you love where you just get more and more powers and you know bigger, what? bigger attacks and it has giant bosses too. You know what? what? I do love that tree. Yep. Um, so those are a couple of games that we've been playing this week, but yep. mostly I think we've all been playing just a boatload of Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I have here, um, how this next segment is called How I Became a Smash Believer, a public apology by Zach Ryan. Um, I've been on this show, uh, for about a year talking about how I think Smash Brothers is fine. And how I'm just like a casual kind of Smash boy. And, uh, let me tell you about the 20 hours that I played Smash this last couple of weeks or last couple of week, weekend. God damn it. I last can't talk. couple of it's days. Weekend. Last couple of days. Um, I'm so into Smash. I love this game and it took me a minute to, to really get into it. But now once I found a character that really clicked, um, Ooh. once I started getting into, uh, World of Light, Young Link is my dude right now. I play um, as a, a man, uh, adult. Wait, Young man Link, Link or Toon Link? Young Link. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Toon Link is also very good, but Young Link is a little bit OP. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm just really, really enjoying this in a way that I've not enjoyed another Smash game before. Are you and, playing multiplayer at all? Uh, yeah. And it's awesome. Okay, and cool. I really, like, I feel like I owe the community an apology because I've been sort of lukewarm about this series for a very long time. You've been aloof. And yeah, well, I mean, that's how yeah. most people would describe me about most things. But 
in particular, Smash has been sort of uh, lower in my roster of Nintendo games. And, and I have to say, this quickly jumped up in the rankings of my favorite games this year, and I've just been playing the crap out of it. So, Well, to be fair, the community that is really in love with this game is not playing it like you and I are playing it at all. True. Like, they're playing with items off. They're not playing World of Light. They're like... Which they're... baffles me. I didn't know that that was a thing. And then I was playing... So I was in the LA... items off thing? Yeah. So oh, I was man. in LA yeah. for for Game Awards, and I actually hung out with... Um, Terry, uh, Terry Schwartz, our entertainment editor, um, and, uh, or ESE of entertainment, I should say, and, uh, her husband, or fiance, Mike. And I was staying at their house. We played Smash Brothers all night on Saturday night, and all their pals were over, and they were like, turn items off, you gotta turn items off. And I was like, the <laughs> items are, first of all, fantastic, cause they're wacky. Right. And secondly, they help, a People smash like scrub you. like me <laughs> yeah. really gain an advantage. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was disappointed when they were telling me to turn all those items off. Well, because like, I mean, the, the sort of hyper-focused explanation of this is that they add a random element to the game that pro players don't want to deal with, which yep. is why they turn off final smashes. They turn off pokeballs. They play on like mostly pretty straightforward stages. What a bummer. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, but the cool thing about this game is that it scales in any direction you want to play it. I've been playing it primarily as a single-player game. I've been playing World of Light. I've been playing Classic Mode. Uh, just been playing random smashes against the computer with all the items on, unlocking stuff like that. And it's fantastic to pop in and just do a couple challenges every day and check out the store and like yeah. unlock a character here and there. Um, and then there are other people that they, they want to play this game as a professional, you know, a, a true, like, actual competitive level fighting game and this game allows them to do that too which i think is really that, cool. that's the that's the difference between this as a party game and mario party right mario right. party will always be a casual kind of simple board game designed to kind of screw you over in the end like yeah. just keep the fun going where it's like you can really customize this game this is such a crazy toolbox of make it the experience you want yeah. basically and I, we we play it at home we play it with items on with the with the kids as well i'm just we played way too many hours yeah. it's also the with the the suspend feature on switch um and in handheld mode this has all the sort of fixings of like a, an excellent mobile game mm -hmm. the kind of thing yeah. you can pick up and play for five minutes yeah. like yeah i'll be on a train or i'll be like i'll hop on an airplane or i'll be waiting somewhere for something and i'll just pop up my switch and do a couple of matches and smash and then and then go on with my life. And the cool thing is even if you die or you lose, you get knocked off the stage, you get some coins or maybe you unlock a spirit or maybe you unlock a character or you get challenged by something or um, something in the store opens up. Like there's always – they're always sort of giving yeah, you – Yeah, you're constantly being rewarded. Yeah. And I think – so I'm not alone in this sentiment. I've heard a lot of people that are not uh, – hardcore smash fans talking about how much they love the new smash and i think part of that is in thanks in part to world of light being yeah. more of an a, a, almost an rpg approach yeah. to the to this i've genre. actually been having it's a really lot of fun playing world of light um with my boyfriend so we will hand off the controller to each other like if yeah. one of us loses we'll hand off and then they can try with a different yeah. character right yeah. and we kind of like strategize together like what spirits would be the best sure. and like okay you need to stop smashing your face into dr wiley for two hours and go <laughs> get something else and come back later yeah and uh, so yeah I've, i found myself doing that a lot in world of light too where i like keep repeating the same challenge over and over thinking like oh, i can definitely i can definitely yeah. finish this thing so close. Being, one like, of my friends fought dr wiley for six hours that's too long. oh my god that's too long you need to stop <laughs> you well need to go get different the funny spirits. thing is like all you have to do is really yeah you switch some spirits around yeah. and and the whole dynamic changes like mm -hmm. I, pl I played a couple where i was like um, you know, there's wind blowing like crazy, and I kept getting knocked off the stage. Those and suck. And That's stubbornly, one of the first ones I, I, yeah. I yeah. And stubbornly, I restarted it 20 times, and then I was like, mm -hmm. "What am I doing?" And I went to my stickers, and one of my stickers was like, "Wind has no effect on you." Yeah. Yeah. And I just went back on the stage and whooped some ass, and I was like, "Okay, great. Yeah. This is so yeah. cool." Yeah, I think the the character customization element, uh, the ability to choose your own characters uh, in World of Light kind of custom like there are some things some enemies in world of light that i want to fight with link mm -hmm. um but there are some times when i need to be like a little faster a little more agile so i'll fight as mario and right. i haven't unlocked a bunch of characters yet i have like maybe six characters in world of light mm -hmm. but even in those six characters i have enough opportunity and options to uh, between character select and customization sticker select yeah like it gives you enough options and enough um leeway to kind of shape a, a, a almost like a custom character in mm -hmm. in this particular instance which i think is really really cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i've been uh, th with this edition i actually i've heard a lot of criticism that the uh takes a long time to unlock the characters but yeah. i actually really like that because it forced me to not just play as link yeah for you know i i just kind of always went back to link with this one once i unlocked uh um you and ken ken i played as them for a while mm -hmm. i've played as the belmonts 
which, you know, I don't think I would have done if everything had been unlocked because I didn't want to get beaten by my kids, right? right. Yeah, it, gives, so. it gives you an opportunity sort of, to sort of appreciate things as you get them. Yeah. Um, like, I got Mega Man, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Mega Man's in this game. And then, like, with him comes his whole suite of personality and all his, like, special moves and his, like, his stage and music and stuff like that. Um, the weird thing about unlocking, which is really interesting, is that people have been tweeting out and sharing in the NVC Facebook group uh, screens of their character selects uh, stage. And everyone's looks different mm-hmm. because everyone has a sort of different path through this game. If you play as cl- on classic mode with Yoshi and I play a, a, as Link, we will unlock completely different characters. If you only go through World of Light and you go left and I go right, we'll get different characters. And so the way that works is that World of Light, uh, you can unlock characters that will feed into your regular Smash game, but unlocking regular characters through Smash don't feed back into World of Light. Right. Yeah, right. So there's all these different ways you can get there. Um, but the biggest argument is whether or not that should even be a thing because the game starts you with eight characters from the N64 mm-hmm. uh, and there are 74 total in the game. And I've ta- I was talking to my friend Ryan Scott last night who just, just wants to play. Yeah. Hi. Just wants to play pro level, right? He doesn't want to do items. He doesn't want to do world of light, nothing like that. And he was like, I just want to be able to start this game and play everybody. And he can't. Mm-hmm. And so for tournament level people who want to just pop their switch in or like go somewhere and be like, oh, do you guys have Smash set up for us to play? Uh, they can't unlock their characters because it starts with so few and you have to unlock something like 60, what, 68 characters, mm-hmm. 66, whatever the math is, um, just to get to all of them. And, and say you want someone like Bayonetta or Pichu, mm-hmm. that's like – some, it could be 20 hours of grinding or like 10 hours of gameplay. Yeah, so, so sort of I think as a consequence or, or a result of me being more of a casual Smash fan and not really knowing like who my main character was because like anytime that I've played Smash previously, I just pick whoever I think looks coolest, right? Yeah. So I, I typically play as like Link or Mega Man or you know something like that. Um, but the more I played World of Light, the more I was like, oh, I really want to learn the nuances of this game and understand like who who I who works best for me as a yeah. character. Yeah. Um, but the unlocks in World of Light are so slow and it takes like 15 challenges in between when you might have a character battle to unlock a ne- your next character. Yeah. And then that character may or may not be somebody that really clicks with you, right? Right. So I spent all day Saturday just playing World of Light mode. But then somebody was telling me like, oh, well, you unlock a character after almost every iteration of uh, classic. classic. Mm-hmm. So I started just storming classic mode and yeah. unlocking like a bunch mm-hmm. of characters in classic. And then also um, playing through classic mode will store your button inputs. Yeah. So you can go do like a one stock versus mode and that'll unlock characters really fast for you. Yeah. Well. Right. right. Yeah, we, we have a full strategy in our wiki. So look yeah. up the Super whoa, Smash Bros. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wiki. Time out. Uh-huh. Time out. Mm-hmm. That's not your responsibility no, to plug the wiki. Now. That's no. Casey's yeah. job. Uh, Google uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Wiki IGN and Thank it should you. come up and you can see a uh, comprehensive guide of how to unlock every character. And in we Smash. got a map also of World of Light. If yes. you if you are chasing a particular character, you can unlock them yeah. through that mm-hmm. mode. So we'll tell yeah. you where on the and map. And also, if you specifically want a character, we have charts uh, showing you the easiest way to do that as yeah. well. Like certain characters will drive a path to. A specific unlock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You and I were talking about this yesterday, Casey, about how uh, the unlocking stuff is actually really weird because you will play a bunch of matches in Smash and then you get challenged by like Bayonetta mm-hmm. and she'll whoop your ass. Um, and then you'll go back into the games and more section mm-hmm. where a tiny door appears in the corner where you get an opportunity to challenge them again. So, Sometimes that door is not there. Sometimes if they beat you, you don't get a chance to play them again. Well, it's on a timer, right? Yeah. So there's, there's, it refreshes every so often. Mm-hmm. It allows you to challenge those characters again. So, um, being bad at Smash meant that um, as I was playing through each of these characters in classic mode, I would get to the you know the challenger approaches screen and it'd be like, all right, now I get to fight you know Young Link or now yep. I get to fight uh, Snake or something like that and unlock him, and then I just get killed and yeah. for a while I was like this yeah. sucks because and now do I have to like do I need to go back through and play classic mode again with this character to see mm-hmm. that challenge again or like how do I well, how do I get that challenge back right before- sometimes you're doing a classic mode thing it's like a goof you're playing as Yoshi and you get challenged by somebody really hard and you're like I'm bad at Yoshi right yeah but I'm, I have to fight so, snake the first time. and that's where I was going so like I randomly on Sunday when I was just just storming through classic mode character after character I like got up to grab food or something and when I came back I had exited out of that menu and I noticed that little door the challenger approaches door and I was like oh is that a way for me to challenge all the ones that I've lost and I got to select the character that I was good at yeah and then I started winning against those characters but it's awesome because those battles are difficult and it puts you through a gauntlet of these really tough fights Mm -hmm. so I got like pretty good with one or two characters Um, and I just love that that aspect of like I didn't even know that that was 
a thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then it just so happened that I, I noticed yeah. it on the screen. But it highlights a bigger issue that I have with, with this game in that it's really bad at telling you how to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah that's like, it's sure. really, really bad at Which letting why, you know exactly what things. Uh, here we go. Which is why you have things like wikis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but purposely too, right? Like they <laughs> they made the unlock um, cycle harder this time. Like right. in, in you know previously you'd be able to cheese it by falling off the stage and killing yourself. And there's some people who say they have success with this. And think that you can just do that over and over, but the game actually does require button inputs mm-hmm. too. So you probably played another mode and, you know, tapped a lot of buttons with right. four players and that actually lets you do the cheesing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be careful with, uh, you know, how, how, how much you defend that. Hey, you, own, you were yeah. telling me something about the, the difficulty ramp up. Yes. And so every time you unlock a character, the yep. next challenger will be more difficult so the oh, last rules. yeah yeah so the last challenger you have like the last <clears throat> opponent that you have to unlock will be incredibly hard to fight that's awesome and this is something that like i don't think i noticed that much usually the second time i fight someone like i don't have an issue but for mm-hmm. someone who's not that great at smash like is this something that's very prohibitive like will they not be able to unlock the last character yeah like, i think i know that's... i i've had friends who a palutena was the last person that they unlocked and they just cannot beat her oh, yeah really? I, fought, just I had insane. to fight peach like six times yeah yeah and so I think this ta- this is indicative of like the kind of pushback that the game does yep. in in sort of gating off all these characters. And to that, I'm totally sympathetic to like the hardcore community who just wants to get to mm-hmm. like the fireworks factory basically and yeah. get everybody. So nice, I good did, Simpsons reference. I appreciate um, that. I did talk to Alex Jabaley, who ra- who runs CEO Community Effort Orlando, which is a big fighting uh, game tournament in Orlando, and um, he told me a little bit about like what they have to do to prepare. And he said, major events like CEO have it easier than most because we use an equipment supplier, gaming generations to rent systems that can come with everything unlocked, which carries over to every event they work with. For those not so fortunate, they have to make the task of somewhat of community building night, like a pizza night with friends, unlocking it all together. It is tedious, but once it's done, you're set for the foreseeable future. Oh, my God. So they have like basically like pizza and unlock farms. I think yeah, they should have just, Nintendo should have just sold a separate SKU in the eShop. That's the tournament edition. Yeah. That's all unlocked. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. It would idea. make so much more sense. I actually didn't even think of like, that. Like they do with their little cheesy uh, mm-hmm. uh, special edition NES games, right? Where totally. they have a save state. Yeah, yeah, like the SP. No, yeah. that's actually – because yeah. I've been like ra- like racking my brain on on how, how you actually do solve that problem. And I think that's the best way. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I did want to go round robin really quick and talk about uh, characters that we're really enjoying playing as starting with pair who, I, who you playing as? i really like the belmonts and i've been playing as the the two street fighter boys again my main was always uh link mm-hmm. um but uh really digging them and then i've i've been trying to to learn and play more and like sometimes i'll run into like get mr game and watch i'm like i just i don't think i'll ever be good with this character yeah. or even king k rule like i like i like uppercutting you know, uh, you too. My, my kids, that sounds wrong, but, uh, <laughs> with, with, with King K rule, you just got this stupid helicopter recovery mode. And like some of the people in the office here swear by that character because of that recovery. Yeah. But I just, I just can't handle it. He has definitely made an appearance on our list of uh, most OP characters. He's, he's yeah. very strong, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is coming later this week. Watch for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who else? Anybody else? No, yeah. And, um, th- no, those are those are the big ones I'm yeah. really really digging so far. I I love Toon Link. I'm playing as Toon Link and Young Link, kind of based, like back and forth, trying to figure out the nuances between the two of them. Um, I love Mario. I think Mario's a really great character. Mm-hmm. Um, His up B is awesome. Awesome. I Super love cool. that uppercut. I, I I'm really having a good time playing as um, Simon. I haven't played as Richter Belmont yet, but I I played quite a few matches as Simon, which is he's really great. Best Final Smash, yeah, I think. I think so too. Yeah. So good. And then I I also really like Inkling. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a couple of matches in with Inkling, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Really. Like that's, that's that surprising. One, that one confuses me. They're a little bit. He's. They're a little bit more technical than yeah. like other characters. Yeah. You have to be cognizant of how much ink you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like. Didn't even know that. So maybe I don't know how to play as. So ink, you um, so. hold yeah. shield and then press B and uh-huh. you'll refill your ink and be able to use your moves oh. at their most powerful state again. Oh, interesting. Have you, have you tried like some of the sword fighters like Martha or Roy? And I have you have not. The Fire Emblem? Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll probably really like them because they're similar to Link mm-hmm. and and the way they handle. Um, yeah, Link, classic Link. I, I guess man link is yeah. like mm-hmm. adult a little link. too he's a little too slow for me he's like a little too floaty like a little too slow yeah. i like young link because he can dash in and get off like a quick sword combo and then yeah. back out and throw a boomerang on his mm-hmm. way out yep. yeah it feels adult really Link's, good um dash uh, 
attack is just really slow and leaves yeah. you super open if you don't hit yeah. it. Yeah. Brian, who are you playing as? Uh, Mario is who I started with, and it was awesome because I got to unlock a ton of characters like that. Um, he's quick. I love his up B. His recoveries are cool. Um, just wailing on dudes from a distance with fireballs is great. <laughs> Bless you. Um, and then I switched over to Link, and I because he's rocking the classic tunic, the yeah. adult Link. Uh, I love yeah. his up B. The the sort of helicopter yeah. swirl thing is great. Um, softening enemies from a distance with a bone arrow, and then walking walking up and just knocking them off the. And he's got the remote great. bomb. You yeah. can I'm slyly a, leave. I'm not a around. fan of the remote bomb. Me neither. Yeah. It's it's like it's one extra thing to keep track of. If it was if it was mapped to yeah. one, they're really strong though. If it was yeah. mapped to one button, I think it would be a little bit better. Like yep. if you could if you could drop that remote bomb and leave it somewhere, and then tap you know R one or something to detonate it, rather yeah. than rather than do okay. another down B, mm-hmm. I yeah. think it would be much more effective. Uh, and then I just started getting back into Rob. Rob was one of my favorites in the last two. No one really plays as him, but he's got another one of those like really awesome up B smashes. His like all of his weird helicopter recovery. Did anyone see the gift that was floating around this morning of Rob dabbing on his way out? No. So Rob, I guess when he when he drowns, like if you're playing on a level that has water, if he falls into the water, he'll start sinking and then he, like as he's sinking into the water, he goes Oh my god. Well, <laughs> apparently really there's some characters that like drown instantly. Did you guys know about this? Like Sonic is one of them. Yeah. Like oh, characters man. that that can't handle can't water swim. in their games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the Sonic goes underwater for like entire hours. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. It's you running can't touch underwater. regular water. <laughs> Casey, you who are you playing? Underwater water. Um, I'm playing primarily as Pikachu. Um, and we learned on our stream yesterday that Pikachu is incredibly buoyant. <laughs> so nice. Pikachu oh. will just float back up to the surface if he gets knocked down, even with something like a Ganondorf smash attack. Wow, which is very useful for me because then I won that match. Cool, <laughs> but um. I never really played with Corrin, uh, mm-hmm. in the last Smash, but I started playing with Corrin, um, after we unlocked him. And I'm actually really liking Corrin. He's got, um, some really interesting moves and I'm not really sure. That's the guy with like the zigzag sword, right? Um, that's Robin. Oh. How dare Corrin, you confuse all those Corrin is Fire a, characters. Corrin is a dragon from Fire Emblem Fates. A dragon? Yeah, it's a oh, dragon. How odd that you would select a dragon <laughs> like character. Yeah. So when you counter someone and it successfully hits, he actually turns into a dragon like a and throws dragon. everyone up with water attacks. Okay. And um, he uses a lot of his moves. Um, when he strikes forward, his arm will like turn into his dragon leg. So it has a lot of reach. And he just does really interesting, crazy stuff. I have no idea if he's actually good or not. So he's a man but... that turns into a dragon? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've not, I have not had a lot of fire emblem. Or, no. or a lady. <laughs> He's also a lady, just like Robin, as yeah. right. and and, care, and uh, woman. Yeah. The Echo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. But... Couple things. Couple things that I did want to point out before we. we sorry, we have to move on. But no, uh, there's a couple things that I did want to point out that aren't great about this game that I've discovered so far. First of all, online is broken. Oh yeah, it sucks. It's awful. It's so laggy it. and so terrible to play. No. Oh, it's awful. It, I played yeah, on I hotel real Wi-Fi issues over the right now, and it was yeah. it was fine. So Oof. fighting one on one. In an arena that you set up yourself is usually okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than one person, it just completely breaks. Yeah. It's unplayable. It's really bad. My issue is it doesn't tell you how. I saw my friend Mitch Dyer playing online, former IGN editor, and I couldn't just play with him. And yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. It doesn't tell you how to do that. And we tried to do that, and then we didn't do that. So yeah. that's weird. Yeah, the whole he was online playing is, Smash. And it was we, like, so when we were playing it uh, in LA this last weekend, we were trying to set up. Uh, we had two switches that had Smash uh-huh. like, on the same Wi-Fi network, and we were trying to set up like rooms that we could play against each other, like in an eight-person Smash, and it just didn't work. We just yeah. couldn't get it to work at all, which was a real bummer. And also, so then we decided, well, we'll play eight players on one Switch. The only way to do that without two GameCube adapters and GameCube controllers is to play have every one all eight players play on a single Joy-Con sideways which is so the worst. Why is so you can't so it give counts, everyone it counts the maximum sinking of controllers you right. can do. Yeah, so oh. it hits a ceiling because it counts a pro controller as two it's controllers. Two. What? Yeah, yeah, and it counts every like a full set of Joy-Con as two. So I think uh, the max that you can do is four with with Joy-Con and what? pro controller. If you open up the pro controller there are two little Joy-Con inside. No, You're a liar! I'm kidding, man. No, but that's <laughs> unbelievable. That's a concept. I fell for it. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm a well, global man. I fell and, for it. And Zach, so that was one of the things I said. It's like, oh well, you can just use GameCube controllers and GameCube adapters. And Zach pointed out to me that that cost uh, two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, not I mean, everyone wanna, has eight you GameCube go out controllers there lying and, around. And buy, yeah, like if you're a, a big Smash fan and you're trying to have Smash parties all the time. 
you can buy eight GameCube controllers and the two adapters, but it's going to run you about $250. Right. Yeah. I have not played Joy-Con sideways yet. Is that playable? <laughs> why would it, why would you ever do that? Yeah, no. It's so awful. Because <laughs> well, you want to play a player. So I, I've been playing on the Pro Controller, and it's hard for me to play in handheld mode after mm-hmm. playing on the Pro Controller because that controller feels so good. Yeah. And the button mapping is just different enough that, like, it throws your rhythm off. I'm not even bothering with it because this happened to me with a 3DS version. I try to play it, and I just... I Tr- tried, not bothering with what? Trying playing it in handheld, in handheld. mode because it so much of this game is muscle memory. Yeah. So that when you start playing with other controllers, it could mess with your game. Yeah, and I totally, normal controller I that you played, use. I probably played 15 hours in handheld mode. Um, I did an unboxing on IGN recently of this thing called the Satisfy Grip, which adds basically like Xbox One style grips so, inside, and it's so comfortable and it's really really. I was awesome. thinking about that, but like specifically for Smash for this game yep. because I. It, Adjusting the way that your grip, like how it fits in your hand is great, but it doesn't do anything for the button layout. And it's the, it's the fact that the buttons are so close to yep. each other that that's what throws me off. Well, my thing is like trying to hit that stick to do smash attacks yeah. on the right and how, and the basically satisfied grip accommodates for that by angling it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, then I jumped over to, to playing on my TV and I don't think I'll go back. The, you should, if you haven't, Busted out the GameCube controllers again. I, it is. Been, I started by playing the Pro Controller, and then we hooked up the the GameCube controllers, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's still the right way to play it. It just yeah. feels more like the way the place the Y button is. Mm-hmm. It just feels like that's where yeah. it should be mm-hmm. when you're jumping. Yeah. A, a bunch it of people, so much better. A bunch of people in the NVC Facebook or, group said that the Power X, A wireless GameCube controller is the way to go. Have you guys mm-hmm. checked that one out? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I want to look into that. So okay. I have it. Um, you can buy them at. Target and it's like so I probably Amazon and stuff, but they have a wired version, uh, which is only like twenty five dollars, and a wireless version, which is like uh, I think about fifty. Do you neither have Rumble? Um, I don't know. Okay, because I don't. I think that like with third party stuff, they're tricky. Yeah, yeah, but um. I, I got that the wireless one because I assumed that I, I might have a copy during my travel and I refused to play that game with anything besides a GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. So I needed something that I could play with um, the switch in dock in uh, tabletop mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels they call it an improved GameCube controller because they slightly raised they have an additional Z button on the left mm. and they're slightly raised while they lowered the R and okay. L shoulder yeah, buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise it feels very similar. Like the oh, buttons cool. feel pretty different and also pr- they, they feel pretty the same. But the left stick you can click in mm-hmm. and which I don't know, weirded me out <laughs> personally. Because <laughs> um, it's something that I have done accidentally in playing action games on like the on the PlayStation. Yeah, like, I will course. accidentally click in but my stick and ruin my stuff. Clickables, exactly, yeah. but this one does. Well, the thing is, com- um, uh, like Smash is a very calm, serene, mm-hmm. calculated game that doesn't at all involve yeah. exactly. button presses. Yeah, but for someone with uh, bigger hands, is that c- controller is more comfortable for them. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys are enjoying uh, Smash as much as I am because uh, it looks like this might be the only Smash that we get for quite some time. No! Uh, yeah, that's what? true. Uh, so we got some leaked details, not we personally, but um, we, we found some leaked details from a forthcoming weekly Famitsu interview with uh, Masahiro Sakurai where he said that there will be no Smash successor for probably 10 years, he hypothesizes. Yeah. So that means that we're not looking at Smash, another Smash on the Nintendo Switch. Um, whatever is coming Smash-wise will probably not happen until the next iteration. 2028. I feel like Very that well really be. just makes sense. Yeah. Like we don't need another Smash I'd, on the same yeah. console. There's, There's never, never been multiple Smashes well, on yeah. one yeah. console, yeah. Well, what, what, I mean, what does this mean though? And by the way, it's not uncommon that Nintendo sometimes puts, uh, one of their, their puppies, uh, to bed and you, you don't get a sequel, right? Like, like seven years, seven years of not, not Is that like playing a German Metroid idiom? Games. I've never heard of that. Yes. Uh, you know, like we haven't gotten Metroid games for a long time after Super Metroid, for example, and obviously it's been it's been a bit overweight on the uh, on the console side. But like, I first of all, that might be him saying that, and then the Nintendo business people go like, uh, second, actually, second yeah. best selling franchise. Each right. don't think so, right? Like, well, it's I don't. This is a weird metaphor, but like after I became a dad, a lot of people were like, so when are you gonna have another kid? And I was like, never, never again. Yeah. But then yeah. a couple of years go by, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe you could go through but, all that. But like, uh, I, I mean, he, he, he may think that it may come to fruition, but what that could also mean is that they do have a plan to keep these games alive for a while. And like, as we've seen with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I don't know how many years it will be between Mario Kart games, but that came out 
on a couple of years ago. That's right. like more than four years old, right? I bet you we get another Mario Kart on Switch. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so too. It's Before too the end of its life cycle. But like Smash, with Smash, maybe they'll keep updating every year. They'll add some new stuff or maybe a new mode, and that game could live like uh, live for a long time, like a like a Minecraft or Fortnite or, or whatnot. And then the next console comes Street out, and five. here is Smash Ultimate again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it includes all the DLC, right? Like yeah. they could play that again. They're already toying with like uh, eventizing moments of it too. Like yep. there's a there's a thing coming up soon where like certain spirits will be get easier to get for like a three day weekend. Oh. Like they can start doing stuff like that forever, basically. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really cool. And think about how hard it would be to make Smash feel fresh again after you've built this mega game with that right. many characters. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. this game is is definitely more of a platform than any of the other Smash games have yep. been. I feel like so. Yep. Well, we are quickly running out of time, but I did want to save some time to play my favorite game, which I like to call the Question Block. <laughs> That's not a game, I think. Game of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Question Block Game of the Year? Nominated. Yes, yes it it's is. Nominated. You um, want it. Here we go. Uh, Javier Bonet writes in and asks, what are some of your favorite video game memories during the holidays? I already shared my sad story about Sub-Zero, but what are, what are some video game memories that you guys have around Christmas? So, so I was um, I was on the Nintendo Power podcast uh, recently. Sorry to cheat on you guys. Wow. Um, <laughs> Rude. What? They're, they're good people. No, that, and, they're uh, good I, people. I shared this story, but uh, my my very first kind of uh, gameplay moments with my my kids are, you know, happened during Christmas uh, mm-hmm. with an import copy of The Wind Waker. And my daughter was really tiny, could barely walk, and somehow the visuals of that game really captured her. And like we played through that entire game together. She was really tiny. I give her the controller. She'd like. Uh, have like Link run around on an outside island where nothing really attacks you. Eventually, fell into the water, and Link starts drowning. And she goes, "Oh no!" And she throws away the controller. <laughs> oh every my god! Time. But like she, like you know, she still plays Nintendo games. She has a Switch, uh, and I, I kind of feel like her love affair with Nintendo started at that point. Mm-hmm. But it awesome. also showed me how cool it would be to play with kids. Yeah, that's very sweet. That's so cool, Brian. I don't know because like I've been weird. I've, I always get consoles like the day they come out, which is never on never Christmas, on Christmas day. yeah. Yep. And like I've been working in the industry for like 13 years now, and so I've just been getting my own games when I want them. Uh, but as a kid, it was always like you you waited all year to get a game. And I remember one specifically was uh, Ninja Turtles 2 for the NES, okay. which was like the, based on the arcade game where they added all these foot soldiers. It was like multiplayer, and I had a dream that I got it. And then I ran into the other room and it wasn't there. And I woke up and I was like really upset about it. My mom was like, Christmas is not till tomorrow. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I went to bed, woke up at like 5 o'clock in the morning, ran into the other room and, and it was there. And I remember just playing it all weekend and calling friends over and just like fighting over who gets the pizza and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, yeah it's awesome. So um, with me, the year the Game Boy Advance came out, I went to my mom and I told her I want a Game Boy Advance for Christmas. And... She said, oh, honey, like, I'm sorry, I don't know if we can, like, afford that for this year. And I was like, oh, well, what about Santa? Like, Santa can get it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's when I learned. Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, um, Christmas came around and I opened up my presents and I got a Game Boy Advance Mm -hmm. with a Harry Potter game. And I was so happy. And I knew then that my parents really loved me. Yeah. They probably fought really hard to get that Game Boy Advance. That's really sweet. Mm -hmm. And where is it now? It's actually in my Nintendo drawer um, underneath my TV in my living room. Is it all scratched? It's still playable. I still got a worm light for it. Those don't don't break. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The next question comes from Patrick John, and he asks, what's the next Mega Man game? Mega Man 12, probably. Yeah, yeah. Brothers Ultimate. I'm going to go ahead and put my money on Mega Man 12, John. Uh, Patrick, so uh, moving right along, Anderson Allen Camargo asks, biggest disappointment of the year, question mark? Mega Man 11. Yeah, okay. That's let's, fair. Let's see. I mean, for. I liked Mega Man 11 a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I would, you know, I, I've had some big disappointments on, on other platforms. Um, but I wish, I wish Switch had seen a couple more releases, like new releases. Um, so I wouldn't have ha- had to go to, um, to so many indie games at the same time. It's kind of cool to discover some of them late, mm-hmm. you know? Switch really like sprinted at the finish line. Yeah. Like yeah. It, that was two it was big a, games. Like were, the indies did a lot of heavy lifting this mm-hmm. year. And then at the very end, they're like, ah, oh, Pokemon and Smash. And we're like, yeah, yeah Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the middle of the year, I felt like we needed a little bit yeah. more stuff yeah. to play. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's no Metroid Prime trilogy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, even more so the fact that we were so confident about it last yeah. week and when we didn't see it. But mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping Sam Claiborne brought this up actually earlier this week that um, Nintendo has a history of doing like a Christmas drop where like NES Remix did that mm-hmm. on Christmas. Uh, there's a couple other things that they were just like, and it's available right now. Uh, and you, you and I were talking about that the other day and how that probably won't happen because this is Prime Trilogy is the kind of game that would probably get a, a physical, physical release. release yeah. Yeah. And so cool, we way to be a downer, Brian. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. You'll cool. probably way get Fox, 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 keep, Fox Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that yeah. disappointment going for you, Zach. Casey, what about uh, you? I'm disappointed that Smash Online is broken because I have a ton of friends from all over the country oh, that no. I would love to play with. Yeah. It'll be can. fixed in due time, I'm sure. <sighs> if not um, top men. Brian Hendricks <laughs> writes in and asks a question for Pear. Top man from Mega Man. Top man. Uh, what is Pear's favorite new amiibo and your favorite amiibo functionality? Ooh, oh god, the new, yeah, I got the, uh, I got the, uh, the Octolings, the three new, um, Splatoon ones. Mm. I've got, uh, who, who do I get? Ridley. I get, uh, Wolf, Ridley, uh, the Splatoon, uh, Inkling as well. Um, the, the the new Splatoon ones are absolutely spectacular. They're so awesome. The Octolings, especially the the dude with the brush, like the paint effects on it, look really yep. really good. The um, the squid guys started so low to the ground, the green and the orange ones, and yep. they've just been getting like crazier and taller. Like, and their poses are just wildly just like paint splatter. Yeah, it's just yeah. like really dynamic. They're awesome, awesome figures. Uh, Ridley is really cool because. Uh, it, Looks so different. You love Ridley because it's a dragon, right? Um, but it looks Ridley's so different. More like a um, lizard, man. Yeah, he's like a bird. You know, yeah, like girl, like all those winged now. lizards that you guys have. Yeah, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and Wolf is really cool because he's got that stance. He's got that really super aggressive. I'm gonna get you. Star Fox's dad? No, no. Who's that? <laughs> no, that's just the same enemy. Right? enemy. It's a bad Star Fox is a fox. Yeah. And Star yes. Wolf is a wolf. Yeah. Are you so bringing reality into a yeah. game about animals that go, fly in space? Yes. Yep. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, think last so. question. They, they're really, really good. They're so far ahead of the original launch amiibo. Yeah. Like, no more P stands. You either. and I were like, talking about that yeah. the other day. Like you put that like, next to the Link amiibo that they launched with, <laughs> and it's where he's got that that piss stand with him. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So bad. So much better. They come now. so far. You don't piss in a perfect rectangle. Um, <laughs> Carl Denovio, our friend, writes in and says. Which Smash Brothers character would smell the worst in real life? Ooh, Wario. Uh, Ridley. I would say Donkey uh, Kong. He's or, just a big stinky monkey. Or K. Rule. Jigglypuff. Right. Always sleeping. No, Jigglypuff. So here's the thing. Animals usually don't smell that bad. What? You get like what? the worst. I don't know. Like if an animal isn't. Snake lives sw- in a box. It's got to be snake. You know, he smokes there. too. He, he smokes. hides there. Wario's one of his moves is a fart. Yeah. Oh, like, oh Wario oh, is yeah. a good And he eats Wario. garlic all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he probably, probably you know, if you eat yeah, a lot of garlic, yeah. you will sweat garlic smell. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. my friend, about it. my friend had a roommate that <laughs> had that problem. Really? Yeah. All right. So it's between Donkey Kong and Wario. We agree. Okay. Fair enough. I still think it's K. Rule. It's yeah. disgusting. K. Rule is pretty gross, alligators but he goes in the water a lot. Yeah, he lives in the water. Alligators yeah. don't really like smell. Casey alligator. knows she's from Florida. Yeah. She's friends, close personal friends with some alligators. Alligator poop, though. On the other hand, okay. Do you miss eating alligator? I had some crocodile in South Africa, and it was very delightful. Really? Yeah. I had alligator when I went to Florida. It was really good. Yeah. Like it's like fried things. chicken. We've really lost the thread here, guys. <laughs> NBC. NBC. King K. Roll would be one... most delicious. Boreo would be the smelling. Oh, we really should do that feature. <laughs> We're not going to do that feature. i got to wrap the show up. Everybody Let's stop talking. <laughs> guys, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for talking about all this wacky that we got going on. Uh, this is IGN's Nintendo show, NVC, right here every Thursday on 3 p.m. on IGN.com and every Friday on YouTube at 3 p.m.com. What? Yeah. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week when you can get the thing. Get it. That's Alien Zach. He, like, sometimes he shuts down in mid-sentence and he has to, like, <laughs> access, like, the memory banks of what humans would say. Dot com. Yep. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.